0: Welcome to the In All Wisdom Podcast, a podcast dedicated to wisdom for life. I am Jim Donnelly, your host. Today's podcast is the first in this series, Ecclesiastes Amplified, a collection of wise words, which is the title of my book that will be published this fall, 2023. Preface No other book in the Bible has so steadfastly defied analysis. Roland Murphy Why are we here? How should we live? Where do we find peace when life gets tough? Questions like these drove me as a young person, as they do many of us at one time or another. I first became interested in Ecclesiastes as a teenager. I was not a Christian. But I was fascinated with the idea of finding what I call a philosophy of life that works. A worldview regarding life, humanity, and my place in the world that would offer hope and hold true even when life got tough. It might seem odd to look for such a philosophy in a book that declares all is vanity. But is the writer of Ecclesiastes declaring that life is hopeless? Or is he saying something else? I started studying the book seriously in the early 1980s when, as a young believer, I was part of a DMIN program at Westminster Seminary, Pennsylvania. Not content with a surface study of the book when my involvement in the program ended, my intensive study of Ecclesiastes did not. Preacher, British preacher, and theologian Charles Bridges has stated well what many commentators have expressed. The Book of Ecclesiastes has exercised the Church of God in no common degree. Many learned men have not hesitated to number it among the most difficult books in the sacred canon. Despite its difficulty, I was convinced that Ecclesiastes contained order, purpose, and design. Verse 1 especially intrigued me. The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Who was this preacher? Why did he not give his name? Did his identity even matter? As I sought to decode the Hebrew name Kohelot, the preacher, I found fascinating connections between Ecclesiastes 1.1 and other passages of Scripture. The more I found, the more certain I was that these connections provided sufficient evidence to establish not only the author of Ecclesiastes, but also his possible intent for writing the book. When I began studying the name Kohelet, I initially believed that the person behind the name was not Solomon, for all the reasons usually provided by modern theologians. My faith, however, told me Kohelet is Solomon, because the word of God intimates such. Kohelet, the son of David, king in Jerusalem, 1-1. My consequent study of Solomon's life gradually convinced me that it was highly plausible that Solomon was indeed the author of Ecclesiastes. Suddenly, the book became alive to me. What had seemed mysterious and unsolvable statements made by an anonymous author now became personal and sensible. I heard Solomon's grief over his sin and punishment, his regret for having drawn the people into idolatry, and his warning not to waste our lives in empty pursuits, but to serve and fear God in our brief years here on earth. Once I understood who wrote Ecclesiastes and why, I never read the book the same way again. I am not a professional scholar. I have no credentials beyond a graduate degree from seminary. I have, however, read the Hebrew text of Ecclesiastes repeatedly, almost daily for 13 years. And I have studied hard the scholars who have written about Kohelet's book. Thus, I support my perspective simply with the words of biblical writers who lived during or before Solomon's day, Moses, Job, Hannah, David, Asaph, and others. Occasionally, I refer to the prophets or rarely the New Testament to help explain the meaning of, the, of a word. I also employ Hebrew word usage as found in Scripture, as well as certain theologians to establish, help establish and clarify my thoughts. While I refer extensively to the Hebrew language throughout this book, I chose English spellings for Hebrew words that were as consistent and accurate as possible, while remaining simple and non-intimidating. My primary method of transliteration is not a scholarly one that allows readers to trace the words back to the original language, but one that simply aids readers in pronouncing the Hebrew words. While throughout my book I affirm Solomon as the author of Ecclesiastes and demonstrate his incomparable wisdom as such, I cannot prove my point beyond any reasonable doubt. It is by faith only that I firmly believe Solomon wrote the book. I think this is how Solomon and God intended it. This great king failed miserably and became an apostate. By the grace of God, he repented but glory would no longer be his portion, either in his day or in ours. The greater than Solomon, Matthew 12, 42, is the one who must receive all the glory, honor, and blessing forever and ever. Mankind lives today in a storm of confusion, surrounded by philosophies that confuse and garble the message of God that has been written to man. As believers and servants of the Lord in our day, God calls us, as he did Paul and also Kohelet, to tear down false understanding and powerfully present the truth. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, 2 Corinthians 10.5. My desire with this book is to proclaim Christ, admonishing and teaching every man in all wisdom that each one may be complete in Messiah. For this purpose, I also labor, striving according to His power, which mightily works within me, Colossians 1, 28 and 29. May all of us who proclaim Messiah today be strengthened with power through His Spirit in the inner man. Ephesians 3.16, to warn and teach in all wisdom these things as we proclaim Christ. At age 37, I became persuaded that Ecclesiastes contains a complete worldview that offers hope and holds true throughout our brief lives on the earth. Now, having studied this book intensely for many years, I can say with utmost confidence at age 78 that Solomon's teaching, does indeed contain a philosophy of life that works in this fallen world under the sun. Ecclesiastes 1.3 The wisdom of Solomon is effective. If we heed it, we can enjoy life under the sun and then after the sun forever. We have come to the end of today's In All Wisdom podcast, a podcast dedicated to wisdom for life. Thank you for listening. Please join us for episode number two, Authorship Matters, with Jim Donnelly, your host.